0: It's Saturday morning. We had our Friday mastermind. Like he said, I don't really speak about like my, my health problems too often. Whether that's a irrelevant, what it's from, but we don't we don't really you know weakness athletes. We don't speak about it too often. I was feeling like crap for weeks at a time. Never told anybody was hiding it, but you know, and that's something we should talk about in the show too. But that's another show we we'll talk about. Just kind of not doing that. Right, but. Um, the Saturday I leave, I go to work, I work every day. I work seven days a week, especially at this point in my career. I go to the office on a Saturday morning and my my left side of my body, left side of my body is just not in whack. Like left hand was twitching, like he said, involuntarily, but then it started to move to my eyes and to my my lower leg. And I start to feel like pulsating, shooting, like, uh, just feeling. So I realized that, all right, Jordan, you're doing a little too much. It's time to go home. Yeah, you know. Should I have dri- driven? Ah, that's, that wasn't my smartest move. But my s- the smartest thing I said is time to to go home and take care of your health, bro. You don't take care of your health, and I've always been the guy who worked out three times a day, drink water, don't eat any fat, don't drink this. But I was not taking care of my health, like I, Trev said. I have been the opposite. Go ahead. Like Trev said, <laughs> like Trev said, though when when I was driving, I am an investment. Focused financial advisor. The company I was working for at the time was an insurance-based financial practice. So we've always butted heads, but it was great because I brought my desire to search for investment knowledge, and I became really good at that. And they mandatory, like, forced insurance down my throat, and I realized how powerful it was. In the black community, we know nothing about it. We think we know, we have no idea, and I, I fell prey to that. And I came into to it, you know, kind of dragging my feet, and like you said. I, I didn't have life insurance, even though I was one of the top insurance guys, wealth managers in my age group at my billion-dollar company in the whole country. And as I'm driving, I start to feel my body shut down. I leave the the office. I said, Jordan, it's time to go home. I get into the highway. Um, I start to feel my left left body go, you know, um, a little more hair wire. I decide not to take the LIE, and I take the Northern State, which is probably, I don't know if I told you, but that – That decision saved my life because my body shut down on the highway and then the car drifted on the whole highway, but I was on a northern state and it's only a two-lane highway. But like I said, right before my eyes closed and I knew it was over because I was driving on the highway and instead of it just being my left side, it became my whole body. And That sensation never happened before to where I just couldn't move my whole body. But for some reason, I could still look out my eyes and I knew it was over or I thought it was over. And um, now Trud's right. Right on the nose at that moment, I realized what I do for people the value of insurance i didn't think about my investment accounts i didn't think about stocks i didn't think about stock options i didn't think about real estate all i thought about was the self fulfilling vehicle that would instantaneously take care of my mother if i was not around because i understand the role that i play in my family's life and i didn't i did not execute and, it, and it, you know closing my eyes it probably was the worst feeling i've felt still to this day Well, I mean, why didn't you get life insurance? Time. Time. I started time and just, you know. So the real reason is once I found out the power of life insurance, yeah, like the true power of life insurance, the tax strategies, the investment options, the leverage, the scale, Again, it it was I felt I felt slighted. I felt like I was not lied to because again, I never really knew what finance was. Why before. did you feel that way? Because life insurance is, if not, is one of the best financial vehicles in in, in creation. And it's, it's 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 an interesting paradox how limited because it's called life insurance. Is, it has its main focus. Yeah. So we all think it's it's something that could only be beneficial in death, and it's something that can only be beneficial to somebody but ourselves. So the natural selfish aspect of of our life and then the... If you have limited resources, the first thing you're going to always take away is the one thing that's not serving you directly. So life insurance always ends up being the first thing that's chopped out of a budget and it's always the first thing that somebody decides not to buy. So for me, to answer your question why I didn't do it, the first answer was time, but that was a lie. The reason I did not do it is because once I realized how powerful it was, I wanted to do life insurance as as an asset. So instead of just buying term insurance and just locking it in and doing what I know I should do and what I advise a lot of people to do. Hey, just buy term insurance for $20 like we spoke about on our off camera. Just lock this in because you do not know what your health is going to entail. And then you could convert it in the future. I just wanted to kind of skip that step And Jordan, you're going to make a lot of money this year. Jordan, your job as entrepreneurs, you know how it goes. I wanted to force myself to make as much money as possible, get make that something that I had to check off my list. And when I cracked you know, six figures at that time because it was still in the infancy stages of my career, then I would have rewarded myself and created an investment insurance that was bigger than life itself. So I dragged my feet. So that was the main reason. And then on the back end, when I told myself, like Jordan, why don't you just buy a term? Why don't you just buy a term? I procrastinated. I just thought nothing will ever happen to me. I never thought I would wake up to brain surgery because I worked out three times a day. I was the only one that would be vegan. And he'll tell you better than myself. But I I have a really good discipline. I could cut out a lot of things. So I never thought it could happen to me. But that's the first mistake. You, you know, you think you're, you're invincible sometimes and age kind of plays that role. So you're in the hospital.
1: And... What you thought was just overworking and fatigue and maybe you need to drink some more water, get some more fluids inside of you, mm-hmm. um, was it pretty much a tumor,
0: a mass? No, it wasn't a tumor, but it was definitely a mass that even to this day, till this day, I have to continuously, you know, just get annual checkups, but now it's like biannually because, you know, we've cleared the threshold. But so like, like Trevor said... In the beginning, we just thought, I was in the hospital for a couple weeks. In the beginning, we thought, um, just like you said, overworked. I've I've been getting the same criticism my whole life. You work too hard. You don't do this. You don't take care of yourself. So everybody in my circle, close friends, family, all assume the same thing. Jordan's driving himself to an early grave. Yeah. Certainly. (laughs) 100%. Maybe, maybe not. We come to find out whether that is true or not true. We come to find out after a couple of days of them doing every single medical test conceivable, and not finding as to why my my sensation is 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 so out of whack, and then also running levels in regards to like my health and stress, and them saying from a medical standpoint it's not stress. From a medical standpoint, it's not these things that you know us normal people would assume. Fast forward, long story short, after a couple of days, they do a scan and find out. There's an abnormal growth in my brain, which is the reason that is causing involuntary movement in my hand. Because this this mass that's growing is pushing, right, right pushing. And if you push something, as a brain, it sends electrical signals. That's how a brain works: is electrical signals. It's going to mess up the electrical signals, and now this side of my brain is not communicating properly with my body. As you could imagine, as a that's a how was that.
1: 25? 26.
0: 20, 26. 25. Yeah, so I wasn't that early in my career, but relatively, I was still a couple years in. As a 26 year old man, very healthy man that played sports his whole life, running miles and 8% body fat, six pack, all this nonsense that led me to believe I was healthy. There's nothing to worry about. It was the biggest slap in the face. Biggest slap in the face. So something was growing my brain. Um, You know, fast forward that story while I was there for that two weeks. That two weeks changed my life, and it ultimately changed the way I viewed money management, and it also changed how I manage people's money because, like, it gave me experience. I guess, I guess that was like the experience. Well, I was you weren't just before. a
1: guy talking about watch the wall. You weren't just a guy talking about money from a perspective of. At that point, you were just a kid that hadn't really. You went through a lot of things in terms of life, but in terms of now. Being able to use money as a vehicle to get to where you wanted to go, this is the first time that money and life and death and family and real, real big boy situations occurred that something happened like that. And I think that's why it changed the way you view money and you view how to use money and and just how you view life insurance. And we'll talk about that. This is episode one of, you know, maybe three or four of life insurance, right? We'll talk about how you can invest. And, you know, but this is just when you talk about life insurance, you're not talking about life insurance from a, from a perspective of a, pers- of a person that just um, is trying to sell something. You're talking about life insurance from a perspective of a person that almost lost his life and didn't have life insurance and understood that life insurance is a conduit to the life you wanted to, to, to live. I mean, for example, my grandmother had a very minuscule life insurance policy, but that life insurance policy, again, helped us keep this crib, right? It helped us um, get to certain places when things were down for us. Just by having a couple dollars, so imagine if you have life insurance policy done the proper way, and there's some. You, we were, it was uh, we had a little Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving at my crib, mm-hmm. and my cousins were sitting downstairs. This this mm-hmm. is legit. Why this is so pressing to me that we have these this series about life insurance, like we did budgeting, is because we're sitting down and every, and everybody, especially African American and minority, black and brown people, is we all say the same thing. And the thing we say is, oh, well, we, don't, oh, we she, she, she or he doesn't have anything, so it don't matter. Yeah. Well, that's not true. That's not true. It's <laughs> not true. true. Like, you got, the, the, if, if you're living, you have something.
0: Um, you have something. You know, the social security from yes, working. Yes, from,
1: from you working. Pension and, that you and, do none of Yeah, so about. my cousins were sitting, because they don't know. They literally don't know. So my cousins are sitting downstairs. We're all, you guys are playing spades, and we're watching the Knicks game. And they're like, oh, we don't got nothing. We don't got nothing. We don't got nothing. One, you shouldn't say that, and two, not you shouldn't say that. Not because you don't have anything; you should just you shouldn't speak those words out in the universe, right? You don't want the universe to hear that. Yep. Whether you do or don't have, you will have. Yep. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when do you want to put it out there. So, but, Jay, they have no clue. Then you started pre because I see you tried to run away. Yeah. You tried because I mean, obviously, it gets a little annoying. You're like the. It's like, you know, your, your, your uh, cousin's a basketball player and he plays in the NBA and everybody just wants to talk about the game <laughs> and they just want to eat some food and talk about, you know, no red light, green light, like one, two, three, you know, they you know, used know, to play when they were kids and they don't want to talk about how I just played the Knicks the other night, yep. right? And I only have 15 points now. I'm averaging 23. You don't want to do that. You were like, ah, I see where this is going <laughs> and you just dipped <laughs> off. But your job season. your job is so important and I did that on purpose because there's people in my family, what you did and we're going to get to that, in another series, but what you did for my family, I mean, you saved my family's everything, you know? So they don't know, because they don't know. Most people don't know the importance of only till somebody life, only until someone only passes away. Only until the closest person. 100%. And the
0: bad part, please go, keep, keep going, Trev, but the bad part is only until somebody in your life that, Affected your life from a financial mm-hmm. standpoint. dies, Not just. And you don't somebody. even know
1: they. You don't even know that someone's affecting you. You. They, you might not be relying on this person at all. You can be completely independent. But when they go, which is inevitable, something's going to affect you if you were a person in their life that was family. So, for example, the young lady I used to know. Um, her, her father died years ago. And I said, uh I asked her, well, how how was her how the life insurance policy, you know, he he when he quit his job or when he uh retired, he nice. the life insurance disappeared.
0: Didn't activate Cobra. It's
1: crazy. Uh-huh. So there's all these things that people or and, and the other part of it, they got like some money. So I'm making this up. They basically got like fifteen K, ten K. It was enough to pay for the funeral, but it could have yeah, been like a hundred. Yeah. Could have been like two hundred, yep. right? And 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 there are so many stories like this, yeah.
0: right? And that re- Go ahead. keep going, but just to pause you, that's that's one that's a big one. Everybody thinks they have, um, most people have insurance through their job, but you don't realize you do not own that, right? Your job owns that. Hence the reason why you never took a medical, you didn't have to fill out. You just paid an extra fifteen twenty dollars in your check that was deducted and then you never look at life insurance yeah. again. And, and then-,
1: then and then you retire, you get fired or you leave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you don't have that life insurance policy which was worth a half a million dollars yeah. and yeah. you, you got to start from scratch. But we're going to get into that in another episode. Not see you going to give it all in this one episode. This is why I set us up no, th- for this is because the mo- I I believe for especially for the black and brown community Probably the most important, other than real estate and business ownership, is
0: in um, wealth building is life insurance. Yeah. And again, depending on the perspective, the level of importance of those four things ranges differently for everybody. Yeah. Like if you ch- speak to somebody, they might say real estate, business creation, insurance, whatever it is, ownership. But at the end of the day, those things are the most critical things to wealth generation. So.
1: On another episode, we'll get to um, types of life insurances. Um, and After that, we'll talk about how life insurance can help you build wealth while you're still here. Life insurance isn't death insurance. It is actually a wealth-building mechanism that people can use while they are living. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Hidden Opportunity Podcast.